Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Hats, Tats, and Sats. If you've ever been interested in starting your own podcast, Anchor is the only way to do it. It's always free. Creation tools allow you to, to record, edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can do it all on your own, your way. They do all the work for you. Literally, all you got to do is set up an account, which is always free, on the Anchor app or on anchor.fm to get started. Everything you need is right there. Get it in, get it done, and start making your podcast today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the return of audio-only Hats, Tats, and Stats. We are here, we are live, and we are doing it. We're not live to you, but we're live to each other, which is the important part. Joining me once again are the duo known as the Taylors. One is first name Taylor, one is last name Taylor, but they're both here. What's going on, boys? One of us came first. I just want to be clear about that. Uh, I'm just saying. I feel like last name is way more important. Well, you have to feel like that. It's the one that, it's the one that gets put on the jersey. You know what I mean? Well, it never helps you sleep at night. I don't know. All my jerseys go by say what... Taylor. None of yours do. That's all I'm saying. No, they have a longer, more some, prominent some name. Of, some of his jerseys say <laughs> Sucko. Well, then. <coughs> so, well... Oh, you're uh, yeah. you're gonna have to bear with us, Taylor. Taylor's a little uh, little under the weather here, so he's gonna be coughing and hacking. We're gonna try to keep it to a minimum, but you know, sometimes you get sick. It I happens. thought I muted it. I don't know so, what happened uh, here. I'm sorry. Find the other mute button. But uh, yeah, we're uh, it has been it has been a a wild couple of weeks of playoff football. Um, I had the pleasure of watching if, if you can call it a pleasure watching the the bills game from nashville i know you know there were a lot of people that were very disappointed in the outcome myself being one of them i'm still depressed about it but what uh what did we see there boys uh, i saw a lot of grown men crying <clears throat> i uh yeah i had to work so watching that game was kind of crazy with the pile of people that were in the bar it was definitely a sight to see for sure um just uh, an entire room of people invested in one thing, so it was fun to do. But from a game perspective, it's uh, I mean, there's things you can take away that are positive and negative. Unfortunately, probably more negative considering we didn't win the game. But it was a good game nonetheless, and obviously, I think we did better against them than they did against the Chiefs. So <laughs> very much so. It's uh, it's really a tale of two halves, right? Uh, everyone felt super confident going into the half because you dominated the first half for all intents and purposes. Uh, your defense was containing everything. They, uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't have a catch. You had some creativity on the first play. You were moving the ball other times, and little did we know it was a symptom of things to come when you couldn't pound it into the end zone. It, the second half, you couldn't do yeah. much of it. Needed to score you touchdowns. You're either costing yourself or not. Executing. Needed to score touchdowns so. on those on those drives. You know, we can't. You got to put games away. Can't have four possessions that equal you know, sixteen points when it could have been twenty-eight. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and it's it's interesting to say that because uh, you know there's a lot of talk, obviously, between all the games that happened with, especially the uh, 
the Ravens and I saw the the they had like four or six fourth and shorts in field goal range that they decided to go for it, didn't get it. And I mean that that right there could be a difference in a game where you take points versus going for it. And in one game we're talking about, oh, we did you know, we settled for three and another game we're talking like, oh, they didn't get anything. So yeah, I think it's uh Oh, I'm not about saying you know, I don't think the argument is I mean, go for it to get the points. I think you need to execute so you're not going for it on fourth down. You shouldn't be in that position in the first place. So while I appreciate the aggressiveness of going for it on fourth down versus settling for points, I think the point more is I need to score points naturally, not be going for it on fourth down to try and change the game. Right. Uh, my my point being, you know, just two diff- two different sides of the same coin. There, like one team goes for field goals, they're in a different situation. Other team got the field goals, and it did, you know, it ended up being the downfall. But um, you know, failure failure to put the ball in the end zone on both counts leads to leads to an L. So, but uh, you know, a lot of there's a lot of talk there for a minute about Dable possibly going to Cleveland. That didn't happen. How are we feeling about that? Having him around for another year? Indifferent. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of good and bad there. Uh, so maybe I'm thinking okay because I hope for another step in growth from both him That's... and my quarterback, and you you don't get a chance at that step if you go somewhere else. But there's a lot to question. Not as much about some of his play design because I think he schemes up some good plays, though I wish my team could run a screen to save their life. But it's more, I think it's more about personnel and who you have running those plays and who you choose to run in certain packages that I most have a problem with. And maybe we're a year away from adding to that talent pool and then it won't matter as much. So maybe that is another reason to say, well, it's going to be all I read an interesting line today. It was from Dan Orlovsky, I think, actually. And, uh... He said there's a difference between a game plan and play calling, and I think Dable does great game plans, but his play calling lacks a little something for four quarters. So putting the two of them together, I think, would be the key for him, but I agree the only thing you can hang your hat on if he stays is the consistency of another year to have somebody with Allen to grow together with. So if, if he's here, that's what I'm hoping for. That's all I can really do, I guess. Speaking of game plan versus game calling, did you guys hear right before, and it was on Twitter right before the playoff game, so you guys both, one of you out of town and one of you working, may not have seen it, but it said that they had asked players and it was suggested to them that Dable doesn't script plays like a normal team would script like their first drive, that he doesn't do that because he's waiting to see what they're in and call the play accordingly where every other team essentially has a uh, script on their first play coming out of the game or coming out of the half. Any thoughts on that? Jazz, I'll let you go. I, I, I find that surprising. Um, mostly not from the standpoint of that I don't believe he does it, but I don't... It feels like the other way around like it feels like a lot of times our first drive is so dominant so good because we've run it all week and we're just clicking on a different level and then you know come drive two and on we stutter a little bit and then we figure it out by the fourth 
So to not to, to, to tell me that you're not scripting your plays and then to come out the way we do and then falter from there confuses me, I think. Yeah. Um, scripting plays used to be a fairly standard thing, and the whole idea of it was was to set up an offense for later. One, you're trying to read what they're trying to do to you, and you're trying to you know, install something that's going to be played off of come the third and fourth quarters. So, but I, I thought it was, it, people were starting to get away from that practice a little bit more of the last couple of years. So it doesn't surprise me if he's not scripting these plays at all, but hopefully if he's not, he's at least, I mean, the whole point of the game, right, is to see how they're reacting to what you're doing so you can call different plays later. So I guess the concept is the same no matter what, whether you scripted them or not. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I I do agree with Matt's other point though about the the personnel packages that we've had out there. Um, obviously, having our fullback and our pass blocking and run blocking tight end running two deep routes, and I mean the argument can be made that the underneath route was open and that Allen missed it, but I I still don't want my fullback and my you know my blocking tight end running my deep routes. Like you may as well have me out there running deep routes. You're not getting anything out of it. Uh, well, this will be an interesting offseason, that's for sure, because there's money, there's talent in the draft. I mean, there's there's things to do. So, and I, Bean has shown me nothing that he doesn't know what he's doing, so I'm excited for the offseason nonetheless. Yeah, I, well, and I, that, would, <clears throat> I hope we don't go out and, and spend a ton of money, actually. I think there's a lot of talent on this team that's about to get paid. Yeah, I don't want the key to the city Terrell Owens move. We're well past that, and I think he's shown that he's not doing that. I'm, I'm hoping he's smart enough to find the John Brown again. Like, find me another one of those. Right. I, I'm. I'd even think more low, lower cost options than that. Like, even though he's not expensive by wide receiver standards, I need, I need veteran guys on veteran contracts that can that can plug holes where I need them after I draft these young guys to come in and, and maybe learn. So I'm more looking at a uh, Quentin Spain, a uh, Feliciano to an extent. You know, those were guys that you signed later in the free agency period for not a ton of dollars. I need those yeah, guys gore to, come even. In to be able to contribute. Yeah, well... I need more contribution than that, especially. Well, his contribution was uh, motor. That was it. That's what we paid him for. Yes. Yeah. He babysat our little baby. Well, he we sure did <laughs> for and, a, and for two million dollars. Yeah, every penny. Did I need more in the latter half? And Absolutely, the, but what, I mean, we knew what we were doing. And every highlight they they show of him getting into the top three will be in his yeah. uniform. Yeah, that's so. great because it's on it's on TV all the time. So. <laughs> So now we've kind of talked, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're calling the shots here, what, what, what's one move you make in the off season and what position are you drafting in the first round? Yeah, that's a lot. Go ahead. So give me, give me one free agent you want and give me who your draft pick is. Now, I, I did see that Fitz is off the board. He re-signed a one-year contract with the Cardinals, so he's coming back, and he's wow. already off the board. Because I know I, I, 
I've had the conversation. I don't remember who it was with, but I had the conversation with somebody about like Fitz would be that guy that could be a number one, plug a hole, and teach a young guy that you bring in to be the next him. But he's off the board, so I don't. I don't. The point is, move. Enough to pick a name out of free yeah, agency. Yeah, it's a lot, and I'm not totally. I'm trying to look quick because I know there's a lot of names, and it's a big talent pool this year in free agency. Like a lot of big names and the veteran names that we're talking about here. So and there's a ton of them, and a lot of them are a quarterback too, which is insane. This market this year is going to so, be nuts, but we don't have to answer that question. Thank God, finally. Right. Well, while he's looking this up, I'll give my two cents here. I in free agency because i just made the point i'm not about to go and spend a, a ton of money so i'm looking for another running back in free agency that is like a a yeldon or gore type where they're not a they're not a number one but i need to start restocking that area because all i have is singletary now i might take another late round pick on the running back too but uh i'd look there in free agency Obviously, other places, but I'll name that one because I don't know any names. To All right, I'll I'll throw some names out at you now that I'm looking at a list here, um, which will be interesting conversation pieces because we can start right off the bat with Amari Cooper, which is the conversation of overspending for a number one receiver that we clearly need. You know, like, do you do? You, I'm not interested in the wide the wide receiver position. Neither am I. I want the I want my wide receiver to come from the draft. Yes, and I'll I'll spend a first round pick, but honestly, I'm looking elsewhere to so to finish up the two part question here. I'm looking for an edge rusher if there's somebody down at the bottom of that draft who's effective at getting to the quarterback. Given who I have and how old they are, I feel like edge is a big position of need. And if there's somebody there, or if there's somebody from my cornerback two position to learn under Trey White, then I'm looking at defense as much as wide receiver is a big need. It's such a deep class that I could find top tier talent. Davion Clowney is free agent. I I already have Jerry Hughes taking unnecessary penalties when he wasn't. <laughs> He's only got a year left, though, doesn't he? Oh, well, then I have one year of them overlapping with unsportsmanlike conducts. I'll, I'll pass. And you know he's going to want money, too. That, that man's going to need to get paid, so that's going to be a high check, too. Yeah. That's the, these free agents, you know, when uh, you... And I, I hate to admit it when we talk about the Patriots, but they don't overpay for people in the offseason. These, these guys get paid in these monster contracts, and we don't see... A lot of production, not personal production, but team production, follow them with their giant paychecks. So I don't need to be the team shelling out checks to these people. I'm looking for, like Matt said, more of the veteran bargain move that's going to help my team. Like, remember when we, Micah Hyde even. I mean, what, what kind of a signing was that? That was insane. You use the Patriots as an example, but... I think that speaks to the point where if you have your quarterback figured out, nothing else really matters. Because now that their quarterback has faltered, all of these low-rent signings that they made in the offseason right. are terrible. They looked like trash this year. And it's because Tom Brady looked like trash this year. So now they still you know, won the division, so and trash is relative. But 
I think you might see the Patriots go and spend a little bit more money because they could use an influx of talent and right. well, yesterday. Maybe maybe we could associate the spending of the money as a desperation slash reach move, and maybe we should be happy with the fact that we're not in a position to do that. Like you just said, you know, it's if you got your guy, you don't have to reach for everything else. You can you can be more conservative and because you're not. You don't have to make the splash to make your fan base feel okay anymore of that you're still doing stuff to be productive because you're putting your production on the field when you go to the playoffs every year. So you don't need to go sign your T.O. and crap like that. It makes a lot of sense, so I agree with that. I think uh, when I was looking through things the other day, I know Clowney, I think his market value is somewhere around like $20 million a year. Um Yannick Ngoku was 17 and change. Um, the big one that stuck out at me was um, AJ yeah. Green. His market value is like around like nine million. Is that a year. how much paper mache costs and nowadays? That's you know, <laughs> listen, man. As I don't, I that's a dude that for the right price, I wouldn't mind giving like taking like, hey man, here's some money. If you if you ball out, we'll pay you. Yeah. If not, well, you. Thanks what you for, just explained is every GM's dream for the right price. I, right. And AJ Green is on the other side saying, "I'm one of the best in the league when I'm healthy, and for the right price is a lot more yeah. than what you think." Yeah, because right he's he knows right, he's like made said, a paper mache, so he's going to want to get paid one more time before he dies. And it's going right. to be a high yep. guarantee, or he's going to want as much. Or up front, it's going to be stacked in a signing bonus, something. Down. Right. So that was the, uh, I think the, to answer the Matt's running back question, I think uh, Kenyon Drake stuck out to me. I mean, those are at least guys that can be productive in an offense, especially a throwing offense, which Dable has proven he wants to be. So, yeah, give me, give me whatever I can get for not a lot of money because no one who is smart pays running backs big bucks. Yeah, right. Derrick Henry getting paid or what? You know, Drake. <laughs> Derrick Henry's gonna make bank. He's gonna he's gonna I, get I that bag as they I say. I hope I hope Tennessee pays him every dollar on the planet Earth, so we don't have to hear from Tennessee anymore because they don't have money for anybody else. Give him the money. Yeah. It's I I feel bad if you're in the running back position because just the way it's valued and how the NFL has shaken itself out, it's just hard to make the argument that you should get paid all that money. It's just. Look at Zeke. I don't know. I can't. I can't make the argument for a running back to make that money anymore. I agree. So, uh, anything else? For, I mean, the uh, we've talked some free agency and stuff here. The the playoffs. Uh, it was a wild weekend. It was an insane weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Those games you know, were the, nuts. Outside watching, of uh, watching the Texans, a Minnesota loss. The other three. Those were crazy. You know, watching the, uh, I I I thought that game with the Texans was over. I I, I sat there and I was like, this is going to be been over. boring. This is going to be, and all next thing you know, I think it took them eight plays and the game was tied. And I was like, I'm just happy I didn't have to read all the time about how the Bills could have had a home game, because as soon as that game got to 24 nothing or whatever it was. That was every other tweet on yep. my feed was, oh, the Bills could have had a home game. Yeah, well, you also would have had to go in and stomp 
Kansas City like this is happening, which we obviously saw wasn't as easy as though it, it did look easy. Yeah, Jaws and I were talking about this uh, last night, and I don't I don't think if the Bills played KC, I don't necessarily think we would have won, but I think the game would have looked different in the sense of we never would have went up 24 nothing right off the bat. But I don't think they score 51. I think the game's tighter and it drags out. Probably a more boring football game than what they watched that day. It would have looked a lot in between the 20s defense. And but I, I don't know if we had enough to shut them down. I don't know if we. I'm sorry. I think we had enough to contain them. Our offense. I don't think we had enough to keep up with them. Yeah, even though their defense isn't very good. The Texans' defense isn't very good, and we had trouble with them. So yeah, and, and KC's defense I has been getting better in the latter half high. of the year. Yeah, there. Uh, I saw a thing the other day that they're those. Or no, sorry, that's the uh, the Titans and KC. But KC's KC's since KC lost to Tennessee, they haven't lost, and they've been in the top of almost every statistical category on both sides yeah. of the ball yep. they, since that uh, game. They definitely started bringing it together for sure. That be, that started to become a, a full football team. Thank God we're not watching an AFC South battle. Yeah, I mean, that would have been that would have been depressing considering they going into the playoffs, you were wondering which one of those two teams were going to squeak in, and then somehow they both get in, and then for a moment, an AFC championship game of two teams that were at the theoretical bottom of the playoff cellar walking into it, that would have been crazy. I would have liked to see the ratings on that game. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, an episode of Friends would have a higher rating. Right now, if you put well, it on yeah, because people are people that's are jonesing for it. It's off the Netflix machine. <laughs> oh my God! You put that on TV right now, people are gonna be all over it. Well, let's talk hockey, I guess. And since hockey is my subject, apparently, I guess I will lead the discussion mm-hmm. here. You like the ice? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, have you been watching any of the season? Uh, I do my best, but uh, with work and stuff, if I see a game, it's while I'm working. Yeah, so <laughs> no, which is pretty much the same as the entire city of Buffalo right now because the Sabres are hot garbage. Hot lettuce. And it, it's it's been bad. But, I, of course, I say that, and they've won four out of their last six, and it looks like maybe they're going to start turning it around. But, by God, they might be the worst team in the league if it were not for Jack yeah. Eichel. Because I, Jack he, Eichel Yeah, is he's good. really, really coming into his own. I don't need to watch every day to understand what the hell he's doing on the ice right now. It is actually unbelievable how he can take over a game. And it looks so easy to him. Now we see all these great goals all over the news about uh, Connor McDavid, and and that's fine and good. Um, and he is the best player in the world. But Jack Eichel is elite, and by elite I mean arguably the top ten, top ten player in the league right now, and how he 
handles his game. And if he had more talent around him, it might be even better, which is kind of scary to think about. He might get to 50 goals this year on a team that is so deprived of offense. We've, I feel like we've been deprived of offense for a while now. It And I've been deprived of goaltending as far as I'm great. concerned. Well, yeah, and that's something that might turn a corner here. Linus Allmark is definitely taking a step here in year two compared to last year. Um, he's still young by goalie standards, but really he's just holding the spot until uh, Uko Pekalukinen down in, in Rochester. That's, a, that's our goal. answer? Well, he's in Rochester now. He's, he's supposedly a... And that's not to discount Allmark because Allmark has been very good and he was highly touted and and he might end up being a top goalie in the league but everything that has been written about 6k as i have adopted his nickname that's good because i can't pronounce the other stuff everything about yeah 6k has been i guess tagged as the goalie of the future so um all Mark is here until that happens, right, well, I guess. Think Martin, think Martin Biron okay. to Ryan Miller. Biron came in after Hashik started for a while, but he was really as as much as I loved him as a player. Uh, he was really a placeholder until Ryan Miller got there, and Ryan Miller, as soon as he showed up on the scene, took over and was Ryan Miller, the best goalie, at least in the United States, if not the world those few years when uh, those Olympics... So how I hear that is uh, like a ceiling conversation. So Allmark is without question good, but our man below has got a much higher ceiling than Allmark does. If you believe everything that's being... I believe what you're saying to me. That's what I'm asking. Well, I, I believe them to an extent. Because they're watching the games and doing the research and hopefully knowing what they're looking at. So well, I uh, guess believing them is the same as believing us. So whatever. <laughs> it might be better. Well, you never that. know. You never know. For for those of you playing the home game, you might have noticed that we are we are missing someone. When you're a highly sought after Super Bowl square person. Apparently, people come and try to pay you during yeah, the podcast. Yeah. You have to take their money because of when no, you're going to yeah. get it again. I mean, I saw it. He was all balling out. It looked like OBJ last or last night. For Monday night, that was? Just <laughs> dishing out the dough. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you see LSU's response I, to that now? They're like, well, we've been in contact with the SEC, or the NCAA as soon as it happened. Yeah, I... Uh, it's play money. <laughs> they said it was no, play it wasn't. money. No, it wasn't. Yeah, they said that oh, there was novelty bills on the field, and that's what he was. Hand- that's what it looked like to us. And then they released a statement later saying, "Well, we also contacted the NCAA. Oh, We're looking at phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe somebody went with the it's fake money. And my dog argument. ate it. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I unfortunately was well, very under the weather yesterday, so I slept right until work, and then work. So I only saw the clips on the TVs of it happening, so I didn't get a lot of uh, explanations or inputs by anybody. It, uh, it 
was funny. And I think Joe Burrow is going to be a good quarterback in this league come, uh, uh, what, a few years? With the, but with the Bengals, maybe it'll take 10. But he'll get that opportunity to sit there for I hope. Uh, I hope it's not a, a David Carr situation with him going to the Bengals where he just gets his ass beat and isn't right, because I do think he's going to be okay. I think he's going to be pretty solid. That. Would you like to reintroduce yourself to this conversation, sir? Oh, hey, guys. Sorry, I had to take uh, take some payment for the Super yeah, Bowl spares there. So I'm running running my office out of the athlete factory here. Yeah. I'm an athlete uh, factory. I think so. I proved... I think I proved that I could host this thing. I I seamlessly transitioned to hockey. I we made some. Yeah, I, I put my headphones back on. You guys were talking hockey. It was great. What else were we gonna do? <laughs> All good stuff. So, well, are we? <laughs> listen. Well, I was ho- I was hoping when I give you guys the uh, yeah, keep rolling sign, like that you understood yeah, I had something I had to take care out. of quick. So we got. Yeah. But uh. Yeah. It was like uh, <laughs> Wayne's World. Yeah, I listen. Speed. I have all the faith in the world in you guys. Speed. Wait, do you count? Why don't you say numbers <laughs> one and two? <laughs> I thought I nailed it. I'm trying not oh, to cough God. right now. I'm sorry. All right. So, listen. I, I, I agree with the. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is going to be fine in the NFL. So that's that's my say on what you guys just finished talking about. I know I Nailed missed the it. Sabres talk, but I probably wouldn't have Dynamite put much into that it. conversation anyway. So um, way to wrap it up. Dynamite dropping. Listen, that's that's yeah. why he's the best color guy in the game. Fly right? ball caught. So the uh, the other the other the other big news in all of the sports arena because basketball doesn't count. Um, the the huge cheating scandal in awesome. the baseball world. Um, what cheating? Scandal? Don't start. We, we got people getting fired. We got people serving one year suspensions. We got we got somebody about to get we got somebody about to get banned from the league. You're brutal. Who's Cora's banned getting banned. Yeah. Oh my God. Cora, you got a year suspension for a GM I... and another coach, and this dude did it two years in a row with two World Series. Deuces. Pete Rose is going to be knocking on Manfred's door. Like, hey, buddy, you want to let me back in yet, or what? <laughs> let me, let me, let me in. I, I made my own bronze bust. I don't see any video. Just hang this one on the wall. The, the Red Sox did it. Until I see uh, it. I'll wait and see too. But if they do catch him doing it for two different teams with two World Series, I would like to think his punishment is going to be something huge. That's great. You know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. But if you get caught, yeah, you, know, you go to that. jail. That's how that works. And now, what is what's our take on the whole stealing signs thing? Uh, we again, we briefly talked about this last night. I, uh, the use of technology, and I think they use that wording very specifically. At least in my mind, if I'm sitting there on a field and you're doing something so blatantly obvious that I can tell what it is, I'm not stealing your crap. You're just an idiot. But if I'm using technology outside of your visual eyes in the game itself, then you're, yes, you're cheating in a, in a, uh, I guess, what do I want to call it? Like a gentleman's rule at that point? Like you're just, you're cheating. That's, that's, uh, that's over the top. But if I'm a, if I'm a base coach and I'm just watching you give your signs and your signs have been the same since the Reagan administration and I know what they are, that's. Other, if, if we didn't want to look at the signs, there, would no, there wouldn't be signs. So obviously we have to cover something up for a reason. 
but that's part of the game within the game and you being intelligent enough to keep your stuff a secret. So if you can, I mean, if you can't do that naturally, tough. But if I have to steal it with technology, then that's me. That's bad on me. Yeah, I agree here. I think the if you can do it in game, yeah, it, we all talk about the the unwritten rules of baseball, and everyone talks about the code and all of that stuff. All of these these gentlemen's agreements that everyone just abides by because that's how baseball is played and there's integrity to it i guess and i 100 percent agree if i even go as far as to say if i can if i can do it in the bullpen somehow that's in center field great good for you but it, yes i agree with taylor it has to be Without the aid of... Yeah, like the Apple Watch things. thing. Like, if I'm Whether sending a text be, message of what a yeah. sign is, that's too far. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has to... You had to have been able Organic? to Organic? Is that the word we're looking for? 50 years... 50 years ago. 100 years ago. In order for me to consider it... Right, part of that makes sense. But, but, if you, but if you can do it, I'm not against trying no, to cause, steal No, because well, we're so looking the, for tips the, and, you know, all, right. all the time. With a pitcher, how does he turn his glove before he throws the ball? Like uh, a guy that's base dealing, is his weight on his front foot or his back foot? Those are all tips and tells. That's not cheating. That's anticipation. That's being in the game. That's a, There's a difference of that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, we, we've seen that in the game for as long as the three of us have played. I mean, hell, last year when we were in Cooperstown, uh, we got the opportunity to pitch or to hit against a guy who is known as the age, ageless arm. The guy is chasing 450 lifetime wins on the mound, and then hopefully 500 if he has a longevity to do so. And he got on the mound against me. We got deeper into account, and I saw him like hard wiggle his glove, and he'd never done that the rest of the game. And I said to myself, "Here comes a fastball," because he's trying to make me think it's not. I was right, but I mean. He could wiggle his glove like that to throw me off, and I have to think about it. But if I've watched this guy, if I, if I have tape on this guy, hours and hours and hours, and like I know, oh, he wiggled his glove. Here comes heat. That's you know, because I watched hours of tape. That's not necessarily like that takes the yeah, gamesmanship that's, out that's of it. That's a tell on his. You know, part it's it's cheating. different from like and I've because I've seen people on. Right, and I've seen I've seen a lot of people you know equate it to like oh you know football teams you know watch tape of other other you know, of each other and everything else. Like, yes, but they don't videotape the sidelines. And if they do, a la the New England Patriots, it's not allowed. It's illegal. Like, they, there are going to be sanctions put down on yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, when you're taping football games, for you're, doing you're, that. You're, like, you're because it's not okay. formations and tendencies and stuff like that. And as an offensive, offensive coordinator, you need to know that those are your tendencies and play better football. That's the that's the whole point of the game. That's what we're that's what we're playing. Right. That's not cheating. That's just like play poker. If you sneeze every time, you want to go all in because you got two aces. Well, I'm sorry. Stop sneezing. You're an idiot. If somebody's using X-ray cameras, right? Your, You're a piece of crap. Your cards. Yeah. That's not fair. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't think that should be hard to cipher through. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh... So the other, the other question is with the with the cheating and the one year ban for the the coach and the manager and now you know we're not sure what's going to come down on Cora uh, here, but uh, they're they're probably does does this make an argument for they're probably innocent so we are, are clear. 
Totally. You're probably innocent. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> does, my, my question is, does this make an argument for... Um, for Pete Rose to to say, hey, Pete, when do I get my shot Pete to be Rose back in? Pete Rose has so many arguments to get back in. These guys are cheating to win the World Series. It's ridiculous that we're still talking about the fact that he's not a part of the game. It's outrageous to me. I'm sorry. Pete, Pete Rose should be in. There shouldn't be a, a necessitating, necessitating yeah. factor to make him then in. You should be in already. Yeah, at least, at least not anymore. Maybe off the start there should have I been. I've, but enough things, by far enough things, have taken precedent that we should not be looking at Pete Rose on the outside of baseball because he bet on his own team to win. Hey, get a grip. He was one of the best hitters to ever. It's just right. it's outrageous that we're still having the conversation. I mean, now, now I'm getting sports book advertisements pumped into me and everything yeah, I want. and it's legal everywhere. And, and what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, if he bet on the lose... Right, because then, you then you're throwing games, and that's that's disgraceful, right. and you should be banned for life. But all you did was put money on your own team to win. Come on. I'm not... I mean, yeah. as so much he, as I'm a professional baseball player, I'm still a human time. being, so what if I like to gamble? So I bet on the own team I'm playing on? That's fun for me. Like, that's that's like... Josh Allen playing Madden and betting on his team to win while he's playing the video game. Like, it's himself. It's fun. It's good. Just get real. I mean, we we as normal human beings do that all the time. I think I'm smarter at picking players in the NFL, so we're going to put money on a league that I do that in. Like, bet that's, on that's ridi- I agree. It's ridiculous. We shouldn't even, shouldn't even be a conversation, but your, it is. I mean, we talk about but bet on yourself so, all the time. What did Kirk Cousins um, do for three franchise tags? Bet on himself. We didn't kick him out of the NFL. I understand that doesn't make sense, but still, fuck. It's just bet on yourself all day. I shouldn't be punished for betting on myself. <laughs> right. You should be punished for betting against yourself, which is no evidence that he did. So Now, that's... That's all the sports stuff, I think. I think we got that well covered, and we're hitting the uh, almost hitting the forty minute mark here. Speaking so of bets, I, by the way, that's how you turn I, that over. I know from my yeah. hosting experience earlier in the show. <laughs> so, take take it away here, champ. Ladies and gentlemen, I said I was the champ, and it turns out that after the first two weeks after weigh-ins. That came to be true, but only barely. So again, just so everyone knows what's going on, we're doing a weight loss competition. It started New Year's Eve. We all weighed in after the clock struck 12. We're having a competition, goes to the end of May. Whoever loses the most by percentage is the champion at the end of it. They're entitled to money from the other two and also the championship belt which will be passed from bi-weekly weigh-ins however like i said the first week your boy won hashtag day one champ in case you haven't been following it or tweeting about it just so put it out there everyone will know what you're talking about i promise so in first place was matt at 5.21%. Second place, Jaws, who killed it at 4.26%. 
And then Taylor, who we have to give a little bit of a pass to because he's been sick, hasn't been able to get to the gym. But that doesn't count on the scoreboard, only what you did. So 3.12%. And that is how yeah, the standings lost, come in. Plus 8 pounds did nothing. I'm pretty happy two. for myself. So I'm not mad about that at all. Well, now they, people can go home and do the math themselves. Anyway, how are you guys feeling after two weeks? Uh, I feel great. I mean, the food at least, because like I said, I haven't been able to do much, but changing the diets, good start. It's obviously shown already on the scale, so I'm happy with that. And uh, looking forward to picking it up. Yeah, I uh, I feel good about everything. I'm, you know, more energy, more more spring in my step. I'm, I'm excited to go to the gym. It's fun to see the guy in the mirror at the gym that I haven't seen in a while, so that's, uh, yeah, I'm, that's I'm a good one, Yeah, I'm to the too. point where I'm mad I and can't go to the gym right now, so that's that's a good sign. And how does it feel being in second place? Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you that same question oh. when you hit that inevitable, I'm skinnier than you plateau and you stop oh, losing yeah. weight, so that'll be fun. Yeah, that won't be fun. I'm for for the record and everyone keeping track at home. I did tell everyone that I tried to put weight back on when we decided to do this challenge. I have now taken it off. So now I've reached the plateau that I hit last year when I tried losing weight. But I am so it's happy over, that baby. I don't I don't have to meet one of the two of you for the second week to hand off this belt cuz I'm lazy and I don't want to. So look forward to uh another post or two maybe with a belt making uh, a little appearance in the background making its way around town meeting the people you know what i mean and uh keep keep up the uh keep up the the, the humor with the uh the, the missing the missing persons report that was classic well i did not i did not know that taylor was sick because he didn't tell me and also i feel like we were all supposed to post something by this past weekend I posted my thing Jaws posted his thing Taylor's thing was was MIA so I figured I being the responsible friend that I am put out a notice in case anyone the, saw him that way they could let us know that he was safe I took uh, I took a lot of food pictures I just didn't do anything with them <laughs> <laughs> well it, that, that, that earned you uh, a ginger alert so all right. Well, I think uh, I think this has been successful. And as the champ, I think I'm going to end this meeting of the minds and say until until two weeks, new weigh in. We'll see where everyone can't stands. wait. Yeah, I'm going to be so skinny Matt you sucks. guys won't even recognize. Oh my god! What? That's... Oh my god! Goodbye. Matt sucks. You're a quitter. <laughs> see ya. See ya, everyone.